Hey, St. John's family. Um, one of my favourite things to do at the moment is to reminisce. It's a bit like an escape, scrolling through my photos and feeling thankful for the memories I have. I have even scrolled through messages with people that just say, I'm outside. And I think back to the time when my friend was waiting outside for me in her car. We hugged, drove to our friend's house and put the world to rights over tea. I miss that. No matter how many video calls I have, they cannot add or replace these memories and moments that are so precious in building relationships. Have you ever experienced it when you sit down in a fancy restaurant and it's only when you've sat down you realise that there's a mirror right behind your friend? Um, and if you're like me, you spend the whole time following their silhouette trying to avoid being able to see yourself in the mirror. It gets pretty tiring by the end of the meal. Um, when I was talking to my friend the other day, um, I realised that actually that's what we face all the time when we're talking to people on video chat. We spend the whole time trying not to look at ourselves and then you suddenly catch a glimpse of yourself on screen and realise you have five chins. And then if you suddenly rearrange, it's obvious they'll know you were looking at you and not them because you suddenly rearranged the social etiquette. <laughs> it's exhausting. <laughs> but the most tiring thing about video calls is the reminder that we're not actually with the person we're talking to. I just want to be with them. Most of the memories I have with people are shared experiences and just being together, going for walks, doing trips, watching Saturday Night Takeaway, sitting next to each other in the cinema. All these things are things that we just can't do at the moment. We can't just be with people. There is no substitute for just being with someone. And I've realised now the power of just being together. Depending on your circumstances, you're going to be responding to this pandemic in different ways. Most of the country and the world is desperate. They're needing hope, they're needing joy, they're needing community, they're needing comfort. How about you? Are you desperate for hope, joy, community and comfort? If not, then what are you desperate for? I find myself desperately needing hope, needing joy, needing community, needing comfort. What things do I turn to when I'm desperate? What things do you turn to when you're desperate? I say that I feel tired, so I say I need more sleep. I feel sad, so I need something to make me laugh. I feel lonely, so I need to go on more video calls. I need hope, so I need Boris to tell me when lockdown will end. But we know God, so we know a different truth. Tired, Jesus said, come to me, all her weary, and I'll give you rest. Sad, Jesus said, blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Lonely, draw near to God and he will draw near to you. Hopeless, God is our hope and our ever-present help in times of trouble. He sets the captives free. But I'm in a pandemic. Those truths actually don't sit with me. My heart doesn't understand them. I really want to understand those truths. Do you understand them? Do you know those truths deeply? I find myself getting a text from a friend or seeing one thing on Facebook and suddenly it's all too much and I fall apart. God, I need your rest. God, I'm sad, but you aren't comforting me. God, I'm so hopeless. Where are you? I watch YouTube videos with Christian messages. I join a Zoom prayer meeting. I pray with my friend over the phone. I listen to worship songs, but I don't necessarily feel him or know him. For some of the weeks in this pandemic, um, my brain knows that God could use this time and I've chosen to be hopeful about this time because I trust my God is a good one 
but my soul is five steps behind the rest of my body. I feel like my body is saying, what have you got to complain about? Why aren't you so productive? Why do you keep crying? But my soul is five steps behind saying, wait, I can't catch up. I need rest. I can't do this with you moving so fast. Then I remember this passage. Jesus departed. He went out into a desolate place and prayed. Jesus was God. He spent his life sharing God's truth, healing people, performing miracles and being radically loving. As we read about him in the Bible, it's like his performance is spotless. It's on point. It's amazing. (laughs) But except it wasn't a performance. This was just him in all his glory. Fully God and fully human. But yet he still chose to depart. He went out to a desolate place and prayed. Simon and the people who were with him, when they woke, went to find him and they said, everyone's looking for you. In Luke it said they came to him and tried to convince him not to leave. The people were God-loving followers and they were saying to Jesus, come on, there are people in need. What are you doing? Did Jesus know there were people in need? Did Jesus know people were looking for him? Of course he did. But he departed. He went out into a desolate place and he prayed. When Jesus' faithful and loving followers saw the need, but they didn't hear the call, Jesus went and sought the call. He found the call, heard the call from his heavenly father, and then he went to the need. It describes how Jesus, the day before, had been doing ministry and calling disciples and freeing a man of an evil spirit. And finally, even after sunset, um, it says that the people of the town who were sick and had demons, so all the people in the town who were sick and had demons, were brought to the front of his house. (laughs) I would be knackered. Like, not only so many people, but also all the emotion that he would have been feeling that day and all from himself and all the people that he'd ministered to like he saw miracles happen like it's amazing the emotion that must have been felt that day and to be honest i think i would have laid in bed that night and thought cracking god you're good and i deserve a little lion tomorrow but no jesus very early the next morning long before daylight this reading says jesus departed went out into a desolate place and prayed Jesus saw the importance of being with God. His soul longed for it. He saw the importance of silence and solitude. All through the Gospels, you see him practising and also specifically saying, when you pray, go to your room, close the door and pray to your father who is unseen. No matter how much I read or how much I watch inspiring YouTube videos, join Zoom prayer meetings, listen to worship music, nothing helps my soul catch up with my body like actually retreating sitting and praying to my father in heaven sometimes when i pray i feel like i'm like defrosting the holy spirit is making me into a new being and if you've read the lion the witch in the wardrobe there is a scene in it where aslan the great lion has come to set the captives free they've been caught by the white witch and she's turned them to stone but aslan walks in and breathes over them As he breathes, they come back to life. And as I sit and just be with God, his spirit breathes over me and brings me back to life. 
He helps my body to stop and wait for my soul to catch up. Jesus departed. He went out to a desolate place and prayed. Obviously, sometimes when I have my quiet time with God and I sit there, sometimes I feel nothing. (laughs) But I am confident in the full knowledge that I've spent time with my Heavenly Father and that he is doing a good work in me and through me. And even if I can't feel that, I know that. Think of a married couple. Would their relationship be happily thriving if they didn't have those intimate moments together on their own where they became vulnerable and shared joy and sorrow? Our relationships with God are the same. My relationship with God flourishes in the intimate, vulnerable prayers I pray on my own with him. Jesus departed, went out to a desolate place and prayed. He went into that intimate and vulnerable space with his heavenly father. No doubt there are some people listening here whose jobs are really hard and your hours are long. Or maybe your spouse doesn't share your same faith. Maybe you're a single parent. Maybe you feel too lonely to even bear that silence. Maybe you hear from God when you talk to people. Or maybe you pray with your partner. But actually, if Jesus needed to retreat often, if Jesus needed to to know how, if Jesus needed to spend time with his heavenly father, how much more do we need to? Jesus departed. He went out into a desolate place and prayed. I wonder if you've heard about Susanna Wesley. She had 10 children (laughs) who she homeschooled in her home in Epworth in the 1700s. 10. (laughs) She was mother to John and Charles Wesley, who grew up to shape the course of Christian history. Every day she spent two hours sat on a chair in her kitchen with her apron over her head whilst children read and studied or played around her. What was she doing in those two hours? She was retreating to be with her Heavenly Father. She had 10 children who she was homeschooling, yet she saw the importance of the spiritual practice of silence and solitude that Jesus modelled in this passage. And look at how her prayers changed the world. John and Charles Wesley. Whether it's an apron, a corner in your bedroom, a rocking chair like mine, (laughs) in your bath, out in the field, first thing in the morning, find your space and meet with God. There is no numbing, no avoiding, no distractions that will fill the void that so many of us feel inside of us now. Be with God. If Jesus needs to retreat to be with God every day, then we certainly do. A few weeks ago, Dan mentioned that this lockdown isn't a waiting period. The fact we are in lockdown doesn't hinder God and we should be expectant about what God can do in this time. I mean, he is God. Church Times reported that um, this past Sunday that one in 20 adults have started to pray during lockdown despite not praying before. There is one of the many stories we are these that is one of the many stories we are hearing. God is moving in hospitals. We are seeing more and more online and on TV about either the Portobello priest or the Good Morning Britain sharing the UK blessing or Yeovil Hospital who shared the video of Irma singing to her heavenly father as she recovered from COVID-19. In all my life you have been so, so good. And every breath that I am able, oh, I'm going to sing for the goodness of God. 
She sings, every breath I am able, I'm going to sing of the goodness of God. God's heart is for the brokenhearted. He came to save the last, the least and the lost. In our hopelessness, we find God. Some of you have heard me saying, and I keep referring back to it, but the first time of hopelessness, hopelessness for me was when I was nine and my mum had cancer. In my deep hopelessness of not having my mum around and my family all processing and being a nine-year-old child who didn't know how to cope with her world being upside down, miraculously, I remember being in my bedroom crying out to God and I found God. I cried to him and he came and he met me, comforted me and sustained me in ways I cannot verbalise with words. In my hopelessness and my solitude, I found God. I had a vision at the start of lockdown and I've been praying into it ever since. The vision showed hundreds of houses calling out to God and all of those houses being struck by a lightning bolt. But the lightning bolt didn't destroy it. Instead, it brought God's overwhelming presence into their houses. We can welcome this overwhelming presence into our houses when we depart, when we go out into a desolate place and we pray. My challenge for you today is to spend 15 minutes in silence with your Heavenly Father. That means no books, no headphones, no distractions, just you and God. Draw near to him and he will draw near to you. If you have kids, tag team with your spouse. If you're a single parent, wait till they're all asleep or put a good film on for them. If you don't have space to do it inside, go outside. Spend 15 minutes a day in intimacy and vulnerability with God. If it completely fills you with dread, do it whilst you colour or you paint or use an app like Lectio365 to help focus your mind on God. But do it. 15 minutes. And if you like it, do it again tomorrow and the next day and the next day and so forth. (laughs) All we need to fill the void inside of us is God himself. Let's just be with God. Mm.